Guest Pressure Points with your two squeaky chair hosts. I'm D. This is my extra squeaky co-host, AJ. We're hitting you a season four, episode three. Mad Jack. Find us on the Instagram and the Twitter at Points of Pressure. Get ready, because it's a good one. I'm looking at the can of WD-40 on the desk right there, and I'm not going to spray it on this chair. Wait for it. Let's see. Oh, now now it's not squeaking. Do you hear that? <laughs> Give the wiggles out. All right. Do you have anything in front of you that you're going to fiddle with for this uh, entire episode? Just a quick mention to that WD-40 can. Every time I think it, I think that it, or every time I see it, I think that it's like spray can air. <laughs> it is not. And there have I'm been waiting a few for... times I've gotten very close to just, pss, pss, not so good. I'm waiting for you to spray that on your keyboard. <laughs> like as a banaka, I just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Hey, help. That reminds me, growing up, my my cousin had one of those air guns, where it's like a big, almost like a like a small trash can. Oh, like the uh, potato cannons? No. Oh. No, it was just air. Oh. It kind of looked like a trash can. But instead of the back, like the flat part, it's got a back. It's a bag with a handle and, yeah. and a bunch of like elastics. So you pull it back and then you can launch them across the air. Dude. There's a slight delay just and like, then the, your hair just goes crazy. Oof, yeah. Oh, so much fun. He definitely farted in that launched across the room. <laughs> yeah, D would. He oh, fucking yeah. would he too. Would. My dad has a smaller version of that. It's a handheld one. Mm-hmm. And we would launch it at the cats. <laughs> the problem is though that it's loud as fuck. So you'd have to do it when they're sleeping because it would like and then it would scare them awake and, and then, then they would get, get hit, hit with the air it's hilarious yeah it was this one was huge Dude, like like I'm this sure, big yeah. around yeah when you got shot in the face you felt like you got slapped like fuck yeah we should make one we should we should and then just shoot at it or uh, just buy your one wife when she gets home from work <laughs> she gets so mad boom. she would she'd yell at me she would scream, and then she would laugh, and then she would yell at you. Yes, in that order. <laughs> That's accurate. Oh, man. Well, we're back once again with some World War II paraphernalia. Yeah, it's not my episode. And it's not an AJ episode. What the fuck? However- I didn't even know you could read. I, me neither. I didn't know I could string letters together to make sentences and notes. What? I just figured you Especially were making audio Especially ahead books. of time, more than 30 minutes before an episode? What? Yeah, we, we did D? not research today. And 2021D is a... Uh, I did this morning. Uh, oh. <laughs> 2021D is a madman. Most is, of my notes were wack. finished days before, though. Well, sure. A day Yesterday. Before, hours before. Less than 12 hours before. Yes, 11, 10 or 11 hours before. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's. I hyped it up last week. Oh yeah, it, it, you've been telling me about I this did. for weeks. Yes, it is. And I only fucking good one. Yesterday pieced it together. Yes. Who it is, and and now I know everything about it better than him. So I'm just gonna do the episode now. Yeah. Uh, actually, psych. It's a trick episode. AJ, take it away. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> No, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, oh, no, what am I? A, a Republican senator? All right, oh sorry. God. So <laughs> let's take it away. I was surprised because I didn't hear anything about this guy. Never had heard of him. And last night I was telling my girlfriend about it. I go, hey, listen to this crazy shit, which just so you know, all of this sounds totally preposterous. It sounds like if fucking Quentin Tarantino wrote a movie about some World War II hero that's not in Inglorious Bastards and strung it all together and it was a series and you're like what there's no way this shit would happen like he this could is have been Rambo a level shit he could have been an Inglorious Bastard he would he would have fit in he's probably I'm sure one of them is based on I'm sure but phenomenal shit um sounds totally unbelievable but I will have this posted photo evidence of it there's so many accounts like people wrote books about this guy like, eyewitnesses like yeah, eyewitnesses he was in little movies where he was featured and england loved the dude they were like this is our hero it was like if beyonce was in yeah, world war ii nothing like good old american history books that don't tell you shit about any other heroes other than good old general pat i was gonna say pat versus rama yeah <laughs> and eisenhower and that's Ugh. it that's all you get in the eisenhower US. selling the u.s with the ufos or with the grays to allow abductions 
I'm not going to talk about that. Today. Now, to preface all of this, <clears throat> if you like World War II heroes and fucked up history and you're listening to this podcast for some reason, first, check out our Nat Arno episode. Oh, yeah, the that fighting, one was fun. The Fighting Jew of Newark, because it's not that it gives a lot of backstory, but I'm sure we're going to have a little bit of discussion about Nazis in America and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't, it's cool to know before all of this. Yeah. So, let's get into this. John Malcolm Thorpe Fleming Churchill. A born face in only 19, a mother could love. Yeah, right. Born in 1906, Ireland. Luckily, he shortened all of his shit, and he went by Jack Churchill. Uh, his family ended up, when he was, like, super young, they moved over to England. Family was based out of England. There isn't really a lot of info on his youth, probably because no one fucking cares about his youth. They care about what he did in the war. In well, the wars. Yeah. So, graduated from Royal Military College in 1926, and they sent him off to Burma with the Manchester Regiment. They always send him to Burma. They always do. They always start him out in Southeast Or Cyprus. Asia. It's always Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So, right off the bat, he was kind of well known. He was... People knew of him because he was known for riding his motorcycle all around, around all over the place, his Zenith, his Zenith Ooh. motorcycle. And he was known because at one point he ran into a water buffalo. No idea how or why. Like drove into it? Yeah, just drove into it. Boom, water buffalo. I don't know. Crashed into it. Don't have a lot of info on that either. But it's a long episode. Strap in. It's a meme. <laughs> yeah, I right. bet. Yeah, it was probably like a meme. Like, oh, that guy, he's so crazy, he drove into a water buffalo on his motorcycle. Fucking Mad Jack. So, uh, the reason he was known for his motorcycle adventures Mm -hmm. is because he would go around on the railroad tracks out there and he would find the, they called them sleepers. And they were big train cars that were separated from everything else, but uh, they would leave them there to, like, block the British from being able to bring trains in and everything. So what Jack would do is he would take his motorcycle out there and he would find these sleeper cars, hop onto them, motorcycle off to the side, and he would drive his motorcycle while he's standing or like sitting on these sleepers and find places to put them that were off the tracks or on like a an unfinished little edge just so they were out of the way. Beautiful. He <coughs> logged... 1,500 miles just in, like, the short amount of time that he was there, which isn't bad when you're considering it's just train tracks and it's just a motorcycle. Yeah. It's like pretty good. Hell yeah. Good for him. So while he was in Burma, he started learning how to play the bagpipes. Um, One of the officers in his regiment was a fanatic and was like, hey, yeah, I'll teach you all this shit. And Jack thought they were cool as hell because at the time... They used them a little bit to like fire people up for, for battles. They and were everything. yeah. They were definitely used in World War One. Yeah. So, he began learning how to play the bagpipes, and he ended up getting a medal not just because of learning how to play the bagpipes, but just because he was doing such a great job moving these sleeper cars and running over water buffalo. <laughs> yes. Uh, they gave him the Indian General Service Medal with a Burma clasp. Um, now, due to the peace that had come in the area this was called the interwar was between the first and second world war yeah the interwar period yeah so there was peace in the area so they sent everybody home a year later and a little bit before he left to burma he had a bit of a male model spree i know it (laughs) sounds fucking ridiculous i love it so uh (laughs) he had done uh he was like an extra in this movie called The Thief of Baghdad. And so when he got back from the war, he did another one called The Yank at Oxford. Oxford, And it wasn't like these big roles. It's not like he's all over the place, but good looking dude. All right. Studly guy. Handsome for British guy? Yeah, handsome for British guy. Now, this is where we start getting into the real meat and potatoes. So... In 1938, I know, it's a long ways later. We skipped a lot of years. He's just been chilling. Modeling. Modeling. Being in movies. Being a bad, bad Smoking boy. cigars, sucking yeah. dick. I don't know about that. Um, but, teach their own. So, 
1938, he went to Aldershot. And Aldershot was where they were holding a bagpiping competition. Now, if you don't know what bagpipes are, I don't have any audio clips of it, and I'm sorry about it. Give me the iPad. I'll, I'll pull one up. Uh, pull up the... No, I'm just going to make... Uh, no, 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 no. I have a song specifically that you no, should pull up. No, you don't... You want me to be free. Wow. I was going to say March of the Cameron Men. That was one that he played. So, they aren't uh, everybody's favorite sound in the world, that's for sure. So, <laughs> he goes to this, this bagpiping competition, and a lot of people were kind of upset because he's an English kid. And... He ended up beating everybody at the – he beat the Scotsman at their own game. He won the competition, and they were furious. This is a huge scandal in Scotland. How the fuck could somebody, like, right across the, the canal do this to us? It's ridiculous. Now – oh. That doesn't sound like a bagpipe. Where's the bagpipe? Did you fuck this up? I fast forward. is what I mean. It's not for everybody. This this video is called Bad Bagpipe Playing. Ooh, that sounds awful. Yeah, oof. And if you don't know what a bagpipe is, it's like a... What do they call them? Uh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just have this playing in the background for the rest of the episode. Then I'll just turn that down and I'll just be right here. Okay. No, you should. So what? What's uh? So bagpipes. It's like you got a bunch of uh, essentially recorders sticking out of this like uh, sheep bladder or yeah, something. Sheep bladder. I don't know what the fuck it is. And you blow it up. It's full of air, much like me, full of hot air. And you press down on it as you continue blowing in, and you play the notes on these, like, seven recorders or however many are on there. And it sounds... I like it. It sounds all right, you know? Like, I don't hate it. It's just sometimes I don't like to listen to people that are really bad at it. Yes. Actually, all the time. I don't like listening to people that are bad at it. Mm -hmm. But if you're rallying people to go into battle... You want something shrill and piercing. Yeah. It's fucking... Yeah. You're going to get through to everybody. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to get fired up. Either they hate the bagpipes and they want to kill somebody now, or they're like, yeah, this is my shit. So, great at playing ba bagpipes. Mad Jack, mad bagpipe player. So, 1939, uh, he's actually invited to represent Britain in the archery championship in Oslo. And he joins. He doesn't do so hot, but the team that he's on, Britain wins silver. A, oh, hey, that's not bad. That's yeah, better than I what say, I can do. He's already got a war medal and an, uh, not an Olympic medal, but a world archery level or medal. And just a year after that is when Germany stormed into Poland. And he was still on the reserve officer list. So he was recalled. Um, oh, <clears throat> he was recalled out to France. And. Uh, like I said, he had been practicing and learning a lot with bows and bagpipes. So what he started to do now, because he was so familiar with both, uh, he starts focusing more on guerrilla archery tactics. Ooh, that's the best. And he's... Oh, go ahead. Um, so Germany invaded Poland in 1939. Yeah. So the next oh, year. Oh, yeah. Not, year not 1940. Sorry. It was the same year as the World Archery Championship. My bad. Later on in the year. Yeah, later yeah. on in the year. No, it was definitely before that. It was definitely before. That. So uh, he starts focusing on longbow guerrilla tactics. Sexy. And uh, practicing war war songs and like battle cries and shit with his, with his uh, bagpipes. Now, it was said that uh, his belief was that the bow is an extraordinarily effective weapon in skilled hands because... It's silent and accurate up to 200 yards. and uh, 200 yards? Holy shit. 
Yeah. I can't even see that far. He's a world archery yeah, medal winner, dude. So uh, he was on record as saying any officer who goes into action without his sword is improperly dressed. Now, I know that that's not a, that's not a bow, but I'll get to the sword in just a minute. So the bow that he carried, um, generally back in medieval time, they would use uh, bows that were a little bit heavier and they would have like 180 pounds of- uh, Pull force. Yeah, pull force. His only had 40 pounds of pull force. Reason being- Germans and the Nazis didn't have plate armor. They yeah, didn't have armor. Like they don't have yeah. sheets of metal that you have to shoot through. Exactly. So he's got this lightweight bow. I think the newer ones that they use that are like combat bows are like 100 pounds of force and 70 to 100. I could be wrong. Aren't they for hunting or something? Yeah, hunting human. Uh, 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 yeah, long pig. Long yeah, pig. Uh, long pigs. And so his was only a 40-pound draw weight. And... <laughs> The dude loved his bow. So, he began his World War II debut after he was trapped by a German patrol in northern France. And as soon as these guys, these Germans, like, surrounded him or driving towards him, Mad Jack draws out his claymore, which is this, like, two-handed sword. It's It's a sword as tall as him. Yeah, enormous. Uh, Draws out this claymore and... He would just do a fucking battle cry and point, <laughs> and everyone would start charging. So he points out his sword, sheaths it, pulls out his bow, and he shoots the first Nazi that's charging at him right in the chest, kills him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. With a barbed arrow. I just, love it. Boom. Legolas that shit. Yeah. Guy didn't give a fuck about anybody. There's a reason they called him Mad Jack. Like, I need to learn how to use a bow. Dude, really, though? So... <laughs> After he launches this arrow into the dude's chest, he grabs two machine guns and fires both until they run out of ammo and then tosses them and just keeps fucking battling. Using his bow and his pistol and his fucking... I don't know if he killed anybody with his claymore, but he is on record as having the most recent longbow kill in war. (laughs) That's that's a great record. <laughs> I love that record. Fucking statistic. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he the only person to have a confirmed kill in World War II with a bow? I think so. I sure imagine. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> God damn. So he ends up leading his team through enemy lines at night after he had gotten shot in the shoulder during that battle. And later on, they sent him to Dunkirk to help defend. Obviously, Dunkirk... They ended up retreating and having to exit, but he ended up getting the military cross for bravery in France because of what he did. Fucking crazy. Cool, bro. Yeah, it, like, he just goes Legolas Rambo right out the gate. He's oh, yeah. like, just starting World War II off with a fucking bang, baby. Do you, do you think it was just because he, he was like, yeah, this is fucking cool and honor and all that stuff? Or do you think he understood, like, the psychological effect that there is to have a dude charging at you with a giant sword as your allies are getting shot in the chest with an arrow. Like, do you think he understood the psychological warfare? I'm sure he did. It's, it's like bad I said, he ass. studied guerrilla warfare with bows, which wasn't all that big. Like, even in World War One, I'm sure that yeah, there weren't no. that many people doing it. No, they had guns. <laughs> and so to focus in on that, like, yeah, you're good at archery, you're probably good at shooting. I don't know the statistics of that, but you're probably an accurate son of a bitch. So... To have a preference of using a bow during World War II, like against fuck, the Germans who had like you. the most yeah. advanced weaponry. This guy, at the time. I'm surprised that he wasn't like terrible at running with his balls dragging on the ground. All the time. Yeah, they're How fucking, fucking huge. huge. They are probably fucking had to hunched over <laughs> back. So he spent time in Norway, and he was second in command of the commandos in Operation Archery. Oh, okay. So what's Operation Archery? So it was a plan to raid a German garrison in, I'm going to fuck this up, uh, Vazoy, V-A-G-S-O-Y, Vajsoy. Okay, yeah, definitely that. <laughs> Vajsoy, Norway. And they're taking their little, like, 
what are those called? The boat cruisers? That, oh, that like door a, at the back. Like an APC? I think so. So take those little boats a up. troop transport. Let's say that. An amphibious yeah, sure. troop transport. Sure. That's the one. Amphibious Boom. troop transport. I think they were called His weasels ATT, or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this landing craft drops its back little gate and fucking Mad Jack's just standing there playing the bagpipes. He's playing March of the Cameron Men. Just hard as hell. And he lowers his pipes reaches up and grabs a grenade, fucking tosses it, and then starts running into the battlefield. And he was known when he was charging for just yelling, Commando! <laughs> and just fucking going oh for it. Oh, God. He had a basket-hilted sword, which this one is one that they have photo evidence of him with it at his hip. It's the one that I... Did you use it for the, the yes, episode Yes, yeah, it's picture? on the episode picture. Yeah. He's just got this little sword. I mean, little. It's a yeah. pretty big it's, fucking he's sword. He's got his fucking sword at his hip. Yeah. Going for it. And after leaving the battle completely unscathed, a demolitions expert blew up a charge while he was fucking drinking wine. And it wasn't a German demolitions expert. Yeah. They were on there. They were, like, headed back to Britain or, like, their safe out. I don't fucking know war stuff. But they're <laughs> headed back, and one of their demolitions experts blows up a charge. And Mad Jack is fucking, of course, just chugging wine out of a bottle, son of a bitch, and shatters the glass and it gets lodged, like pieces of glass get stuck in his forehead and he was out for two years. Yeah. Damn. However, Mad Jack came back. Mad Jack is back, baby? Mad Jack is fucking back. So, same thing. Part of the commandos, and he's still just this enigma. Everybody's like, Mad Jack is a mad man. He got blown up drinking wine and he's coming back. <laughs> he's like, 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 he gets shot in the shoulder, takes wine shards to the face. He doesn't give a fuck, man. I'm going to have some coffee. Yeah, do it. I'm, I want some coffee too. I hope it explodes in my face so yeah, I can be like Mad Jack. Let me just fuck up one of these charges. Um, <laughs> so they head to. Uh, Catania in Sicily. I know I'm fucking it up. Typical pressure points. We're I'm just not going to correct you. You're fine. Terrible pronunciations. That's the third P in, in pressure points. Yes. So he's got his claymore at his hip, his arrows and his bow across his neck and back, and bagpipes under his arm. Mad Jack's ready for some serious business today. So... He's ordered, or his, his unit is ordered to capture a German observation post. So, while they're marching along, he's playing his bag, bagpipes, as usual, and just getting everybody fired up oh, for yeah. that night. Oh, to, yeah. To take advantage of the elements of surprise, oh, you yeah. play your bagpipes. Yeah, you play your bagpipes, because it sounds like just regular nature ambiance. I was going to say regular dying animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, did you hear all those animals getting murdered and like yeah yeah it's, it's italy yeah <laughs> so getting ready to for this ambush he's getting everybody fired up and at night they sneak in and they infiltrate and dismantle a mortar crew and they end up capturing 42 nazis damn yeah now instead of just like Locking the guys up and saying, let's get this shit out of here. Anybody that did get injured on in his unit, they threw onto a cart and they told the Nazis, you're pushing this cart back to our camp. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, he was asked about it and he said it was it was like an image from the Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> Just prisoners pushing their wounded. <laughs> Fuck these guys. Let's get them back to camp. Uh, now, they get back to camp. Everything's good. Jack can't, Jack can't find his claymore. <gasps> yeah, I know. Oh, this shit. is bad news. I know he has his his uh, what is it? The basket, basket sword. Yeah, basket something. Basket, basket hilted. Ba yeah, ba he has his uh, his wicker sword. Yes. Uh, he has his basket hilted sword. I know, but that claymore means some shit. He so, probably killed a Nazi with it. It probably oh, means God, a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. He's he's removed a lot of heads. Oh with yeah. That sword. So, he turns everybody's like, I have to go back, which, 
before they went out there, obviously, little recon mission, they had checked out the camp, went back to his camp, took over it, captured everybody, headed back. Now, Jack goes back to this uh, observation post, and while he's headed over there, he runs into these American troops, this big unit of American troops, and they're headed the wrong way. They're headed directly towards enemy lines. And Jack goes, like, hey, uh, if you keep going this way, it's to enemy lines. If you come back this way and follow me, I'll take you back to our camp. We can go from there. And the Americans, of course, because God forbid they listen to anyone from another country back in the 40s. They're like, no, we know we're going the right way. We know what we're doing. And he says, I'm going my own way, but I'm not coming back for a bloody third time. (laughs) And he just leaves. Just leaves them. I don't know what the fuck happened to those guys. Probably didn't turn out so great. Yeah, probably not. And uh, he ended up earning the Distinguished Service Order. Did he get his claymore? Uh, Yeah, yeah. He got his claymore. I wanted to make sure. Of course, always, yeah. This is Mad Jack. I'm sure that that threw them off. Imagine you're... You're walking, and some dude with a fucking bloody claymore walks up, and he's like, that's enemy lines. I'd listen to him. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like, maybe he didn't have his claymore on him, but Christ. But he's got he's, a bow and a bagpipe. And he's walking alone. Like, yeah. That's fucking ballsy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This guy doesn't he doesn't care about anything or anybody. So, uh, the following year... He's sent to Yugoslavia. And I mean, I'm bouncing around these like crazy. I know I'm excited and this is some cool shit. Mm. So uh, he goes to Yugoslavia, which they had a group of commandos there and there were 1,500. They called them partisans. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming it's just like 1,500 volunteers from the area, maybe. Um, From Vish. It's a Greek island. That's what I'm going with. Right, sounds good. Uh, Viz? Sure. That one. Yeah. Viz. 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 So, uh, <laughs> fucking Viz, baby. And he's got 43 commandos that are directly under him. And then there's another commando troop of 40 people as well. And they pull up to this area that they're supposed to be ready to raid in their, uh, what you call it, aquatic... Aquatic transport vehicles. Transport vehicles. ATVs. Yeah, they're ATVs. They roll up in their... (laughs) You know they did a drift stop. Oh, yeah, and then they rolled it and broke their necks. God, those high-centered things. These things are bad news bears. Careful on those. So, pulls up. There's no opposition. There's, like, nothing there. They probably heard Mad Jack was coming. Yeah, right, really, though. (laughs) They knew Man with the Claymore was... They could hear his bagpipes from, like, miles away. So, pull up, and they look around, and they notice that the the machine gun placement is in, like, a very, very defensive-ready positioning for this uh, event. And they're like, I don't know about this. And all of a sudden, they hear these, like, droning sounds off in the distance. And look up, and all these planes are flying over. Oh, shit. And all of a sudden, the gunfire starts. And the 1,500 partisans say, we're getting the fuck out of here. Peace. (laughs) And Mad Jack and his commandos, both troops, they're like, maybe we're going to wait and we'll push tomorrow. So they're scrambling trying to get back into their ATVs, their aquatic transport vehicles, (laughs) hopping back in, getting the fuck out of Dodge. And, I mean, they're dropping mortars. They're just machine gun fire like crazy. They get out of there. Now, they already know that the Germans are expecting them. So, Mad Jack says, Partisans, you guys keep doing your uh, frontal assault. Do your thing. You guys drive in. Me and the commando boys, we're going around the back. The commandos always take the back door. (laughs) Always taking the back door. So, uh, they next morning get up. Same thing. Germans were expecting the partisans, going for the partisans. Mad Jack and his commandos come around the back. But they were it was kind of expected from from the Germans. They already knew that they were coming. Obviously, they're mm-hmm. gonna try to do a flank. And he and six of his commando buddies are driving in. Jack's got his fucking sword out. He's ready. 
and a mortar drops and kills his six friends. Shit. Churchill sheaths his sword, pulls out his bagpipes, and he starts playing Will You Know Come Back Again. And he just fucking plays the shit out of the bagpipes. Germans throw a grenade over to him. It explodes, knocks him out cold, but he didn't die. (laughs) Mad Jack doesn't fucking die in war, man. So they take him captive. Now on his dog tags, said Churchill, Jack or John whatever Churchill. And the Germans were worried that he might have relations to Winston. So they panic a little bit. And they're I was like, going to say, well, they probably treated him better. Yeah, they, they're like, we can't kill him. We can't send him to our concentration camps right away. But let's get his ass back to Berlin. So <laughs> they take him to Berlin, interrogate the shit out of him. And he's like, I don't have any relation to this guy. What the hell? They realize that he doesn't have a lot that he can give them other than probably a sword at his hip, a really nice bow on his back, and his bagpipes. So they ship him off to uh, a couple different places. They bounce him around. And the last straw before they decide to send him to a concentration camp is he tries to cause some panic and a distraction, and he lights trash on fire while they're (laughs) fucking moving. And they're like, that's it. This this fucking crazy Britain son of a bitch. up to no good. We're shipping him off to a concentration camp, and they send him to Sachsenhausen. Sachsenhausen? Yeah, Sachsenhausen. I don't know. Maybe. Let me see. Do you have it? S a c h s e n h a u s e n. Sachsenhausen. Something like that. Yeah, Sachsenhausen. I don't know. I don't know. I can't see it. So, here, I'll highlight it for you. I'll show you. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm not fucking everything. I mean, you probably are, because I, I don't know how to speak German. I think it's Sachsenhausen. Sachsenhausen? I think it's Sachsenhausen. No. Something like that. Yeah, whatever. So, they sent him to... Uh, uh, Bergen-Belsen. Yeah, they sent him to this, this concentration camp, and he ends up meeting uh, this other major... And three Royal Air Force officers. And all of them are like, we need to get the fuck out of here. This is not like, these are exactly why we're having a war. So they all start digging a tunnel. Oh, they're pulling some uh, The Great Escape type shit. Yeah, baby. And you want to know what? They did it too. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Mad Jack and his buddies dig a tunnel. To get out of this concentration camp, and they make it 125 miles from Nazi territory, and they almost got to the Baltic Sea. They were like a couple miles away, and they get captured again, and I'm sure they capture him, and they see Jack Churchill. They're like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> this asshole. We already know about this motherfucker. He's been moving around Germany for a bit. So they send him to a, a concentration camp in Austria, and- uh, this time, the concentration camp that he's taken to is guarded by SS troops. Ooh. Yeah. This one's bad fucking news. Does it have a name in which one? Uh, talk about SS troops real quick. I'll pull it up. Uh, Why is being guarded by SS troops sucks so bad? It's bad. The Schutzstaffel, it's like the secret police. Like, the people guarded by the SS are political prisoners, high-ranking military officials, like, you're not going to get out. They're the people who were doing, like the Gestapo, they're doing the interrogations. They are operating above the law. They don't give a shit about the Geneva Convention. And, you know, they're the Third Reich is all Reich with me kind of thing. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> You're the worst. <clears throat> How dare you? How dare you do that to your own people? I'm, it's like 2%. <laughs> I can't even claim to be Jewish. That's fair. Except the, did we already say my name? Yeah, we already said yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So. Anglo-Jewish. AJ. Anglo-Jewish AJ. So, uh, he went to Tyrol? T-Y-R-O-L. Uh, just mousing over it, it says, in the final weeks of the Second World War in Europe, 139 high-profile prisoners of the Nazi regime and two Italian orderlies were sent from various concentration camps to the Dachau concentration camp in Bavaria. Okay, so it was like a political prisoner camp. Yeah, this is a, this is a big one. So, Mad Jack is taken over there, and he and the other prisoners are, they're 
I'd assume just doing prisoner shit in the cells. And a group of German officers is coming through. Now, German officers and SS are two very, very different things, obviously, from what AJ just said. SS was more focused their on own like thing. the Third Reich. They're, yeah. they're like, like an advanced police force rather than a military group. No. I guess. I don't know. I would, it's hard I to explain. They're, they're so, separate from the military. They're more focused on like the the hate fueled by Jews more than just like the German army. Yeah. So because the SS was uh, like Hitler's personally assigned police force, essentially. Guys. It's like saying um, the army versus the CIA kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Uh, a very broad. broad yeah. Yeah. It works. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like the Secret Service to and to the army. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, the prisoners see that there's a German officer and they're just getting his attention. They're like, hey, 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 come over here. Come over here. Uh, we, we're scared these guys are just going to commit war crimes and murder all of us. Which um, they would do often. Yeah, very easily. And the German officer's like, well, I mean... Although we're already committing terrible atrocities to the Jews, we're not going to do that to to blonde, blue-eyed-haired Americans. God, no. 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 Especially when they're POWs. Jesus Christ. So, a German officer turns to his team and he's like, get the SS out of here. They should not be over this camp. So, the officers just slowly get all this the SS out. They're pushing them away and everything. And later on, over the course of um, the Germans guarding that new, or not guarding, but they're now kind of over that concentration camp, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a power outage. Oh, no. And so Jack and a bunch of his buddies, they just scatter. They get the fuck out of there as quickly as they can. Yeah, they don't have the lights up. So they escape, and they walk 100 miles into Italy, and- Jack says that he survives off of liberated vegetables, liberated Nazi vegetables um, that he cooks in like a little can, this rusty, shitty can that he has. I mean, this guy, this, and I mean, this is over the course of like a year or less. It's not like he's mm-hmm. been a prisoner of war for years and years and years. So he's been through some shit this last, uh, this last year. I think this is 1944. So, uh, they find this American unit, and he's like, look, I'm I'm a British officer, and I'm sure that your idiot buddies that I ran into in Italy <laughs> uh, probably fucking died, but they probably mentioned the dude with the, the Claymore and the bagpipes. So they're like, oh, okay, yeah, Jack Churchill. Oh, yeah, this guy. Yeah, right. You're wanted for war crimes being too <laughs> yeah, badass. Just fucking cuff him. Send him <laughs> to a concentration camp. <laughs> Shit. So... Uh, he gets sent back. Well, I don't think that he went back to Britain, but he gets sent back to a camp, uh, where like back to his commandos and everything. Mm -hmm. And they decide, okay, we still need aid in Burma. I don't know what happened. He must've gotten demoted in his time out. I'm not sure, but they say, we're sending you back to Burma, baby. And so Jack packs up. Gets ready, head back to Burma, gets as far as India, and uh, Americans dropped a bomb. Boom. Blow up Hiroshima. Blow up Nagasaki? Yeah, Nagasaki. Jesus. Oh, my God. Shut up. I I wasn't looking at my notes. (laughs) All right, Oppenheimer. Shut up. So, blow everything up, destroy a bunch of very innocent people. Terrible. No. Yeah, right. No. God, why would the Americans do something like that? God, no. No, it was worth it because a land invasion would have cost over 100 million lives. Jesus Christ. Fucking sure bullshit. Fucking assholes. Just real quick, we're going to get into this really quick because I talked to my girlfriend this morning about it. That I hate how, I don't want to say romanticized, but like how when you're taught U.S. history, at least in our experience, how there's a lot of justification for the atom bomb. Yeah. Fucking nuclear weapons and shit. It's never put out like it really... It's never shown how it really was, which was a dick measuring contest. Yeah. And I'm not saying... I hate war. I think it's it's something that could be solved with a, a nice little sit-down discussion. Um, But 
Japanese attack Pearl Harbor. I know. It's fucked up. Innocent people could have been prevented. Could have been prevented. They blow up a lot of a lot of uh, uh no the uh ships. There's a lot of information out there that the US military knew the attack was coming and didn't do anything really? to prevent it. I didn't know that. Yeah. There, there's even talks that the president at the time Jesus. Roosevelt, right? What? No, yeah. we don't have corrupt presidents. That Never that happened. he knew about it, but the only way to get America into the war was to be attacked because of the isolationist views. Yeah. yeah. Some bullshit. It's it's Some fucking bullshit. Fucking terrible. Open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> Fuck oh my god. So like I understand. We didn't that, need to nuke them. Yeah. We were innocent, already winning. Innocent people died in American territory. I get that. And it's unfortunate. It's stolen American territory. Stolen American territory. Hawaii. Yeah. But that doesn't justify dropping a bomb on a city that one of civilians isn't it's not like they went in and they bombed like the Pentagon. Yeah, they didn't bomb like a military. Yeah. They just go after just a a city. Just fucking people. Mm -hmm. Like didn't give a shit, blow it up, and I kinda don't blame everyone for going. Maybe this needs to fucking stop. Yeah. And I'm glad that it did. Jack, however, was he was kind of upset. Dude's a fucking madman. And he goes, if it wasn't for those damn Yanks, we could have kept the war going another 10 years. Oh, my God. Nutcase, Holy man. shit. He is insane. I think a lot of it. So in one of the articles that I was reading, they talked about how, like, he was just this war enthused, fuck, obviously madman. And they were like, they mentioned, oh, is there a chance that uh, he was really just like this murderous, crazed son of a bitch? And I personally don't think so. He left the war and it wasn't like. He didn't continue to murder yeah, he, as far as we know. Yeah. He didn't go John Wayne Gacy on everybody. Like the dude got married, had kids, settled down, did his thing. I think he was probably just a fucking adrenaline junkie. And at 35 years old. He's killing people with bows and swords, and he's playing his favorite instrument. He's locked in. Yeah, probably not the most moral dude in the world, he's maybe. He's probably on amphetamines, too. Very likely. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say that he's this murderous, crazy son of a bitch. Um, but he was probably getting his, his adrenaline fix. Oh, yeah. And he was probably getting all his methamphetamine, which, if you don't know about methamphetamine in World War II... By all means, check out. Uh, what was I have it? no idea what it was called. Uh, one of our episodes from season three. It's towards the end. It is. Uh, it's some about drugs. Drugs in Norway and a wild fucking Norwegian oh, war here. Yeah. Um, check that shit out. But I mean, he's probably getting his adrenaline fix from just going buck wild into battle all the time. Oh yeah. So uh, after the war had ended, Britain had sent people to um, the Middle East because there were Jews that were kind of being held captive by Arabs in Jerusalem at a university. So he had joined the the uh, C4 Highlanders, went down to Jerusalem, and there were about 700 people there that were doctors, students, patients that were basically trapped inside this hospital that were being held hostage. And... Jack shows up with his unit, and they basically just use suppressing fire to keep these, like, 200 soldiers occupied trying to kill him and his unit that everyone else is able to escape out to these buses. Now, there were still, like, two buses, both with, like, 75 to 80 people on them that were destroyed in the process, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. But... He still saved 700 people right around there, 500, 700 people um, via bus just by fucking shooting at these guys. And imagine this time, not with his bow and arrow. I was going to say with a bow, <laughs> attacking a building. <laughs> <laughs> he was killing it. Um, and he did such a good job that the street that leads to the hospital in, in I didn't write down the name, but they named it Churchill Boulevard because of how many people he saved and what he did down there. Amazing dude. Like, you could sit here and say, oh, yeah, he killed all these fucking people. No, no. He killed all these fucking Nazis. This is true. He killed all <laughs> these fucking Nazis. But damn if he wasn't a good dude. 
Now, post-war, like I had said, unfortunately, this is where all the uh, crazy Mad Jack shit stops. Aww. On a murderous spree. Ah. So, he ended up uh, meeting some of the Germans from his old battles, and they would tell him that when they would look down to shoot, a lot of the times they wouldn't shoot at him because he had a crazy fucking look in his eye. And they're like, dude, that guy's fucking terrifying. Like, I would probably shoot if I saw somebody that scary. Like, I'm shooting that motherfucker first. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> he was told that he was just so crazy looking. They're like, I'm getting as far away from that as possible. Because mm. if I miss and he knows I shot at him. I'm fucking dead. That Claymore's coming out. It's going right at my ass. No thanks. Yeah. Uh, he ended up working a lot on base and he learned to fix and maintain like coal fired ships. And they ended up sending him to Australia to teach land and air tactics. Now, while he was in Australia on base, teaching Australians how to fucking shoot people with bow and arrows and <laughs> slice them to bits, fillet them. Uh, Create uh, rock weight-based <laughs> traps and snares. What, what do you think would happen while you're down in Australia? One thing, if Did, you were sent to Australia, what's one thing you would leave and you now know? Uh, how to wrestle a kangaroo. That one deserved another sip of coffee. No. Ah, damn it. Mad Jack was taught how to surf. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he... Did he surf and play bagpipes? Fucking... Loved it. He was all about it. Like, this guy, he can do anything. Junkie, he's in Australia where you're basically living on the edge of your seat every day of the week, <laughs> learns how to surf, eats it up, and spends all his time teaching and surfing and comes back to Britain. And he ends up being the first man to ride the River Severn's five foot title. And then he designs. His own surfboard. Like, who? What the fuck? Who the hell is this guy? Is what? this what life was like before the internet? God, really, though? Did people yeah. just do stuff? Or <laughs> Jack was just like, I'm God learning damn. everything. <laughs> so he spends the rest of his days. He works a desk job, fucks his wife, has his two, two sons. Uh, he retired in like 1959, 57. God, I bet there. those kids know exactly how to sh kill a man with a bow. Yeah, right. God, they know how to kill a man with their bare hands. They keep all the, the kitchen knives locked up. <laughs> uh, and yeah, spends his time surfing, works like a little desk job for th at the British Army offices. I don't know what the hell they're called. And he becomes James Bond. No, uh, <laughs> I wish he dude. becomes a king's man. If you were, if he were like the inspiration for James Bond, I would, I die. But like this, there's no getting better than this guy. Mm. So, uh, during his time working his desk job, he would scare the shit out of train workers. So he'd take the train home, and he would slide open his window, and they're driving along, and all of a sudden they see this fucking thing fly out of the, the train. Now. Jack wasn't throwing himself off the train, but he would take his suitcase and he would time it perfectly and just fling his suitcase out and it would land in his backyard in his garden <laughs> because he lived close to the train tracks. And he said, yeah, I just didn't want to carry it home. <laughs> so he'd get to the train stop Jesus and walk on Christ. home. Probably because he just needed to go surfing right after. Surprised yeah. he didn't throw his... His uh, suit and everything out there, too. Well, it's probably in the suitcase yeah. where it keeps his board shorts. <laughs> I just imagine he's in, in one of those, uh, like, 1950s men's onesies. And he's just <laughs> riding the train with all of these other... Uh, like, businessmen. Like, Royal Army baddies that are just, like, posh sitting there. And Mad Jack's just, like, for some reason sharpening, like, a shark blade. Oh, yeah. He's got a, he's <laughs> he got a harpoon. He launches his shit out. And it's the wave somehow pulls a a homemade surfboard out of his ass. And he's like, yeah, about to go hit some fucking waves, bro. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, and basically the rest of his life he spends, he loved the water. Like he would surf, he would sail and he would play around with uh, radio controlled model warships, which are three things that go hand in hand. They really hand. do. And hand. Yeah. Uh, now, his sons 
were asked a lot about him. And in 2014, there was a book that was written about him. People were finally exposed to it. Obviously not me. Uh, I was exposed in 2021. So uh, he went on record as saying people are less likely to less likely to shoot at you if you smile at them. And good old <laughs> that was his yeah. thing. He would just smile at him. That was his thing. He just give a good old smile. And that's why they, it, that's probably why yeah. people thought he was crazy. Yeah, they looked down the the barrel of their gun and there's this guy just with gleaming just smile, it. sword in hand, bagpipes around his back. And just charging in a battle, screaming commando. And uh, in 1996, good old, good old Mad Jack uh, died at the ripe age of 89, and uh, he was regarded as one of the most inspirational and impressive explorers and adventurers of all time. How did he die? Uh, I don't know. I think it was just old age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sleeper cell Nazis came out. Yeah, they. Oh. Adolf came back up from Argentina <laughs> and slipped a bit blade between the ribs. Oh God! Yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, it doesn't say. Yeah, then it, it wasn't anything I'm probably yeah, significant. Too crazy, but yeah. Whack! What a wild son of a bitch! I'm so glad my father didn't do anything like that. Jeez, I couldn't. Really I wouldn't found. be able to live up to it. Yeah, right. Imagine like our fat ass is having a badass dad like that it's just like what the fuck are you doing uh just playing video games pops it's like get the fuck out of my house go sharpen my claymore bitch <laughs> sharpen my shark knives <laughs> go wax my board design your own fucking board then <laughs> oh man damn so, yeah. mad jack churchill mad jack churchill he's one wild son of a fantastic bitch. he he's one that we definitely should have covered it already. You know, I'm glad we held off this long because if we had done this in season one, it would have been literal garbage. Oh yeah, hot garbage. I wouldn't have and done like nearly 10 people as would have much. Listened to it. Yeah, six people would have heard it, wouldn't be able to appreciate it. So, thank you guys a lot for uh, tuning in, checking it out, tell all your friends about us. As usual, if you have any show suggestions, want to chat. Movie suggestions, music uh, suggestions, music, any su- book, whatever the fuck you want to send us suggestion wise, go for it. We're happy to chat, talk to you. Um, thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers Casey McFacey, Haley, Dark Runner, Toddle Waddles, uh, D's Nuts, and Nordic Thunder. We appreciate you guys. If you want a snippet of some of AJ and I just spitting back and forth, just dumb shit we find. Uh, we do a little exclusive called Sloppy Seconds, uh, released every couple Thursdays, a few per month, a few per week, whatever. Yeah, just whenever we them. record them. Uh, we'll probably be releasing a handful of those every every couple months, just in case you guys want to listen to them, if you're intrigued by it. We really appreciate it if you guys would come support us. Find us on Instagram and Twitter. At points of pressure, you always hear it in the intro, and we will catch you guys next Monday. Ugh.